everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Mm, pain is suffering. <laughs> Hellraiser 4. Bloodlines is suffering. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, this is a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies and obviously today we are going back to the Hellraiser franchise. Uh, this is the fourth one in the series. Uh, sometimes it actually has four of the titles, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, Hellraiser Bloodline is the movie actually, that we're going with today, yes? <laughs> this uh, this series is crazy with its naming conventions. Like, if you look at it, because the, you know, it has, obviously the first one is just Hellraiser. Now, second one, it starts with, like, the subtitle first. It's Hellbound Hellraiser 2. This is true, yes. And then the third one just goes, you know, Hellraiser 3. Like, it switches it around. Okay. And then, yeah, this one, there's, like, no number in it at all. Is It kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> well, th- this one's kind of weird because it's sort of half and half. Because sometimes this does have the four in it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, this one's kind of depending on when you saw or where you saw it. I'm not sure exactly, yeah. what, you know, what territories had the number, which ones didn't. But after this one, yeah, they're all just subtitles uh, after this one. Which... Which, like, yeah, it's, it's fine, whatever, but I just hate when it's, like, it took you, like, four movies to figure out how you want to name these. <coughs> oh, pardon me. I just noticed I'm getting super bright here. The sun is mm. beaming behind me, so I'm just going to turn that That's down. A, uh, all right. The so, one day of year <laughs> where the sun comes out. Shut up. All right, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I obviously, we'll, we'll start spoiler-free, I guess, <laughs> for Hellers of Four Bloodline. <laughs> Uh, this is one of these longer franchises we're working through. Uh, we're not going through this as super quick, partly because we started this in Leprechaun when we still had Friday the 30th and Nightmare on Elm Street to finish. So they've all been going a little bit slower than they should have because we're having to juggle four franchises. Uh, and technically stream as well, but we just kind of accepted that was going to be a yearly thing after the second one. <laughs> so, sure. uh, so yes. Uh, but the, the plan is, anyway, for all the next entries and all of the franchises to get the next one done during the Octoberthon. Uh, so this is going to be the last Hellraiser before October. So... Oh. Are you really that upset by that? <laughs> Are you upset that you can't watch Hellraiser Inferno until October? Or well, we'll probably record it earlier than that. But <laughs> mm. is that the Scott Derrickson one? It is, yeah. <laughs> hey, this one is the Alan Smithy one, <laughs> which, <It's true. laughs> which if you don't know your your movie stuff here, and I've actually made myself too dull. I'm just going to fix that as I talk. Uh, but if you don't know your yeah, movie history here, Alan Smithy is a is a pseudonym. One of my favorite directors. <laughs> It's a pseudonym for when a director disowns a film and refuses to be credited for it. <laughs> so, yeah. and this is a bit of trivia that I've known for a long time. I think this is the first time I've actually seen a movie that says Alan Smithy on the, the director credit. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting piece of trivia, but I don't know how many I've actually seen. I feel like I've seen at least maybe one or two other ones, but <laughs> just because well, some of the stuff we like to watch it doesn't <laughs> get used, bad. it doesn't get used anymore because once the general public knew that alan smithy was a, a fake name they stopped doing <laughs> it they, st- they didn't see the point in doing it anymore because people know yeah. but yeah so this is, this but, uh, is alan smithy no it's funny like cause I, I did do a little bit of research uh for, about <gasps> this movie which you know nowadays just equates to after i watched it i i read the wikipedia entry <laughs> but it's uh but I, I i felt like there had to have been something interesting about this movie because it seems like such a mess and then yeah lo and behold uh you know when i, when I was looking at wikipedia it looks like yeah there's a lot of um yeah troubles and issues with it and yeah like you said eventually yeah. leading to the director to yeah, try to do go smithy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot of reshoots after the director pissed off. I, so what's funny is I watched this on stream with with some of the audience, some of their mm-hmm. some of our loyal audience members, and David uh, actually got the original script up uh, and was oh, reading wow. the original script <laughs> as we were watching it. So every so often, the hell is he like part of Anonymous or something? <laughs> <laughs> like hack into Miramax? <laughs> it was released. You can find it online. It's not. It's not a hidden thing. Uh, all right and apparently <laughs> we the, don't want to piss off anonymous <laughs> apparently the director who the real director's name by the way is kevin yeager uh but he hell yeah he actually does have the yeager bomb <laughs> <laughs> release the yeager cut Until he makes people call him on set <laughs> <laughs> release the yeager bomb yes uh 
So <laughs> release the Jaeger cut, <laughs> get it trending. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He actually does have the cut. Uh, apparently, he has a, a personal copy of his cut, but obviously, he's not allowed to just release it because he doesn't own the rights to it. Interesting. So it does exist, and apparently, it's like almost two hours long. And this movie's only eighty-five minutes, so that's a lot of extra footage. <laughs> it, <laughs> wow. Especially given that a lot of the, the footage was reshot, so even the stuff that's in this movie will be replaced some of it with with different Interesting. stuff. So right. yeah, because I mean, I'll come out and say I think uh, I mean <laughs> I, I think this movie's really bad, but I do feel like it seems like there is interesting elements to it. So I and I actually what? would be like pretty. <laughs> I actually would be pretty interested in seeing yeah like what the other version is because it's like kind of based on an a uh, like I think Barker still came up with a you know some of the story beats or at, at least you know some plot elements because I, I believe this is the last movie that he has any involvement in oh interesting um, interesting so i mean again <laughs> yeah i'm probably just going off of like wikipedia and stuff but i think he yeah actually came up with some of the ideas and then you know like i think he picked the original writer director or whatever uh and then, yeah, it just seems like it's one of those things that just kind of spiraled out of control and studio took over and then no one was really happy with it. But I would be interested in seeing, like, yeah, what some of these actual ideas Look, were. I'll say it. If they ever release the original cut, we'll go back and review the original cut because it does sound yeah. like it be so different that it'd be <laughs> worth having a look at. Uh, I, I will say this, though, because I, I knew that the franchise very quickly became a series of movies that weren't supposed to be Hellraiser movies that they just kind of shoved Pinhead into uh, in the yeah. script to turn it into a Hellraiser movie. Uh, in fact, in some cases, maybe they even shot a whole movie and then decided to go back and reshoot a couple of things <laughs> to add in Hellraiser. But I, 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 you know, knowing that was going to be happening with the franchise, I kind of didn't expect this one to actually have mm. some sense of continuity. Some of the yeah. ideas I really dislike. Mm. I'll say that much. But what oh. I... Not all of them, but there's some ideas that I really dislike. <laughs> but... I, I was surprised. I genuinely did not expect the ending epilogue scene of Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, to actually tie in to anything that happened in this movie. Because if you remember mm. the end of the Hellraiser 3, so I guess mailed spoilers, but the box, the, the, you know, the lament configuration and the Cenobites were kind of encased in concrete in a building site, right? Mm. And the, the little epilogue scene at the end of Hellraiser 3 was that this building that was built on this site, this, this tall skyscraper, was like... All of the, the the walls and the design, all of it looked like looked, looked the box. It was as if it had basically turned yeah. into a giant lament configuration. And that sounds like a blast. Like, it sounds like, okay, give me like a building-sized lament configuration for the sequel. That sounds like it could be fun. I, I, did, I did not expect them to follow up in this, but lo and behold, once the movie got going and we realized that the present-day protagonist is the architect of this building, and he is actually the descendant of the original, like, box maker toy maker yes the toy makers they keep calling them the toy maker that's actually like okay i'm surprised they tied it into it i do hate the idea of the architect of this building being descendant of the the toy maker you know the guy who built the original box that made it's all me... played by the same guy too right yeah it's all played by the same I actor hate that. yeah but it actually I, whenever they do that in movies it always annoys me well even in back to the future Yes, it's it's awful. <laughs> no, it's fine. And Back to the Future, but okay, yeah. just check, just check it. Mm. Uh, but like, I, 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 so I appreciate that it does tie into that. Uh, I wish it went into more of this building being more of a giant version of the box, but whatever. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the idea that this is because because you know Hellraiser three did the origin of Pinhead, and it really bugs me that the very next thing they did was oh, let's do the origin of the box. <laughs> let's, let's do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and you added all the nonsensical elements you you start off this movie in space this movie starts off as a straight up science fiction film <laughs> and then like goes to flashbacks to like the, the 18th century and like it, it's just like it's all over the place and it spends so much time doing all this other stuff that you, you barely get to know the protagonist uh, if you can even call him that in the present day segment so he yeah. doesn't really like you don't really get to know him you don't really like, grow to care about him or even in theory obviously if a movie's not good you won't care about him anyway but so, so you have all that and then you finally come back to the future for the for the conclusion uh, you know and the, the sad part is is that if you told me that one part of your idea for the movie was like the Cenobites versus colonial marines from aliens I would have said <laughs> yes sign me up for 90 minutes of that give me that 90 minute movie 
Um, <laughs> unfortunately, condensing it all down into like a, the last twenty five minutes meant that it just didn't have the 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 fun element that it could have done. But unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Also, the movie's dirt cheap. You can tell the the budgets uh, stretched oh, yeah. thin the entire time. Uh, it's still released theatrically though. This is the last one to be released in theaters. I mean, did you enjoy the CGI as because the, the movie starts with in the future and you've got uh. The, the you know the future descendant of the toy maker you know mm. past the architect this guy in the future is in the space station and he's and he's got he's got like a remote control it's like a terminator robot inside this like room holding the box but when the, the when you see the close-up of the hands like moving the box he like move the puzzle mm. around like the hands and the box are cgi and this is a 1996 movie <laughs> it's a low budget 1996 cgi <laughs> Like effect and it looks like a it looks like an fmv from like a ps1 game it looks atrocious and uh i'll give it this credit i think the um cgi did look better than leprechaun 4 <laughs> i mean i may give it that credit too but it doesn't really say much <laughs> doesn't really say much jesus I thought you tried to defend that CG. You said that was ahead of its time. That it was, it was. Right. I, I seem to recall and this was a little bit more ahead of its time. <laughs> I seem to recall during Leprechaun Four, you saying something about it uh, being a step forward for effects, even though it was years after Jurassic Park. That, that's what I seem to recall. Right, and then this is oh just a, a little bit, a little bit more of a step. Don't, don't tell me these shitty Hellraiser sequels are going to turn into you <laughs> defending them and be delusional. They're actually great. They're, they're works of genius. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I uh, I have seen this movie before, so I was uh, familiar. It had been a while uh, since I see it, but I, I do actually remember like renting it as a kid. Mm. Um, I will say that this is the last one <laughs> that I'm familiar with. Like, oh. I, I, think, I, I think I've seen... Uh, at least one or two of the random Hellraiser sequels. I know I've seen the latest one for sure, but like I have no memory of them, so it will be interesting going forward. Yeah, uh, yeah, three was the last one I'd seen, so this was new for me. So everything from this point on is new for me. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm I'm a little scared and <laughs> a little terrified of what what that's going to end up meaning, but we'll see. So I think one of my complaints actually, and this was kind of true in the last one as well, but. And the last one I, I thought was enough cheesy fun to just kind of say whatever. In the same right. way that if this was just 90 minutes of, like, Colonial Marines versus Cenobites, I'd have been into it. But, sure. you know, it did kind of bother me during this movie how, for some reason, Pinhead seems to want to, like, take over the world now. Like, in the first movie, mm -hmm. he has no motivation to do anything like that. He doesn't want to, like, affect the world. He just is there to be the, the guardian that shows up and anyone who, you know, plays with a box, he's there to, like, give them the punishment and make them regret ever <laughs> touching it yeah yeah like i mean it's um the whole point is that they like they're like employees in hell basically like if you are stupid enough to open the doorway they are there to punish you but yeah there's never any like you know uh thing with him where he's trying to open a portal to hell where like they you know want to unleash hell on earth like i do actually like the idea um that they are kind of just these you know people that just show up and punish you that they don't really have a, a you know, larger goal yeah because yeah. yeah, I, I, i'd go as far to say that pinhead and the centibates technically aren't really villains in the first movie they're, they're kind of neutral right yeah 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 <laughs> so no like like almost like uh you know even like the first two movies it, it's always been uh someone else like in you know, this kind of third evil person uh, that is trying to usurp the power or use it for whatever. <clears throat> and you kind of, and I think the, and, and I'm guessing it's probably a difference between, you know, the original uh, movie and what the studio ended up making it. But it seems like they wanted to do that again with um, uh, Angelique, who is like this hell princess, <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, but it, it seems like they were trying to make her, you know, the big bad. And then, um, you know, I, I think the it was the studio that wanted, you know, more Pinhead to be in it. Yeah, the, the stuff with Angelique is so rushed and just haphazard. <laughs> and then it feels like she's forgotten about at a certain point. And then... I, oh, without a doubt. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, get, we'll get into it soon and work through it. Because the movie does have a lot of crazy things to, to talk about. Uh, I will say that I don't necessarily hate some of the new Cenobite designs uh 
I don't. I have no idea what's going on with those twins. Like, I mean, fine, it looks cool, but I don't understand like <laughs> what they do. Yeah, I don't understand it that much either. But it was an interesting visual, if nothing else. Uh, although the scene where that's introduced is so random and just there for the sake of introducing those characters. Uh, yeah. It's almost like they said, oh, we need to make horror scene in the middle, so we'll just we'll come up with something and just put it in there randomly. Yeah, uh, it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I got very confused as well as to Pinhead's relationship with Angelique because Angelique's mm-hmm. been out of hell for like 300 years <clears throat> and Pinhead, we know, didn't really become Pinhead until after that. So mm-hmm. why are they speaking to each other like they're, they're like it's almost like they went to the same high school, right? Someone said that in the chat when I was watching it. It's like they went, yeah. went to the same high school. Uh, I the when you watch the movie, I don't think it does like a good job of really giving you a sense of who the character is or what their motivations no. are. When I read like when I read the uh, Wikipedia entry, um, you know they have more stuff in the story, and I'm and I'm wondering if that's from the script or whatever because you know they're talking about their motivations and how they're clashing and stuff. And it makes sense when I read it, but I'm like, I did not see this in the movie. Nah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was kind of the same for me. I was watching the movie and David was like telling me, this is what she was just trying to do and what her goal is. And I'm like, wait, where did you get that from? <laughs> like, I don't get that. This, this doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense to me in the movie at all. So yeah, it's, it's kind I, of a haphazard mess. We should mention there's a young Adam Scott at, at a yeah. role here. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's one one of the big reasons why it's always kind of stuck out with me, at least for like you know the last couple of years, because it's like, you know, whenever you have a something like this, like a guy or a star or whatever that goes on to you know be notable in other ways, it always uh yeah makes it be like oh yeah, but you know, like yeah, I guess Paul Rudd and and Halloween uh you know would be like the other kind of example that sticks out. Uh, hey, Halloween sex. Don't 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 give him credit for being in Halloween. Come on. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> very different things very very different things uh so yeah i i guess we'll just sort of go into it then so i'll, I'll give the spoiler warning so, oh was it, uh, well i mean I, I think i know where you stand but did you like it or did you not <laughs> i don't even think that was worth asking tim uh so, <laughs> sorry yes uh no no the, the movie's trash <laughs> so it's yeah. a haphazard mess that you can I mean, I'm not convinced the original movie would have been good. Like, I, I, I sure. everything that I get that I, I get from it tells me that the original movie was also going to be full of bad ideas, but at least mm. it would have probably made more sense and not felt as like you know just like a haphazard mess that we get in the end. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what I will say is, I, I, you know, I agree. <laughs> I do think it is very bad. Uh, but I will at least give it credit that I think it is interestingly bad you know versus you know something where i think the you know going forward in in the series i feel like we are going to hit a very tedious level where you know like you said like everything is just going to be like kind of like you know these bad supernatural like detective movies that they just like you know insert pinhead into and i I feel like it's gonna yeah become a a very kind of tedious boring kind of exercise but um yeah, I I do admire this for at least having ideas and you know being a little interesting uh, with with some of those things. And mm. um, I I I do feel like <clears throat> the jumping around really doesn't help it. Um, but I do like um, because because I'm a big fan of the uh, Hellraiser comics, and I do think Hellraiser does work uh as an anthology like kind of mm. kind of story. So. Watching this, I, I I was kind of thinking like, um, you know, I I could see them doing like an anthology Hellraiser movie, uh, but it would, you know, obviously have to be uh, you know, with better talent and, and much better done. But I, I think the box is such like a a simple idea that there's like a lot of different things you can do with it. Like I don't want an anthology that would be, you know, like uh, you know, five different stories of Pinhead coming out and attacking people, but just you know, different people finding the box in different time periods and different ways, uh, kind of like the the way the comics do, I, I think is interesting. That's actually the other thing, is that in the original script, uh, there was no jumping around. It was told in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. It started yeah. off in the past and just kind of worked its way forward, which is which is interesting, because I feel like you, you could do the thing where you're jumping between them, but I feel like you have to jump between them more than this does, because basically what this does is that once we get, you know, in the, in the opening in the future, once the Colonial Marines show up, 
and the woman named Rimmer <laughs> sits down to talk to <laughs> sits down to talk to the dude. Uh, like it's basically just a framing device, and then from there, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we cut back to his face a couple of times as he finishes a couple of sentences. But for the most part, all it really is is that once he starts telling the story, then it's just here's the you know the 17th century portion, here's the 90s portion, and then yeah. eventually we're back there. Like I feel like you can if, see if you made it like, so there was pl- pl- ongoing plot in both, and you were cutting back and forth as things yeah. were being revealed. That may work, but it's like all, all it does is it just makes you forget. Like by the time we get back to space, I'm like, oh yeah, space. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah i just it's it's a it's a rough it's a rough time so yeah I, i'll give the spoiler warning i'll thank our patreon producers uh so thank you to david short tyler hess board now allison fordice and cindy palacios for being our patreon producers they are all patrons at 20 dollars or above tier but you can of course be a patron for as little as one dollar per month and that will grant you access to an exclusive bonus episode every single month there's a back catalog of about 17 or 18 episodes now you can go back and and dig into uh, but go and have a look. At $5 tier, you get early access to episodes as well as voting on an episode every month. So go and have a look and see if you're interested and keep, help keep all the content coming. Uh, but that is us. So, that's uh, no, not us. I said that as if I was wrapping up the show. Uh, no, that is uh, us getting into the spoiler section. So full spoilers for Hellraiser for Bloodline. So, like I said, I mean, I basically described the start already. It's just, you know, he's, he's, he's on a space station. He's, he's got, like, a Terminator robot that he's using gloves. <laughs> he's got, like, power gloves that he's using to control the robot. And the robot's <laughs> do, doing the box. And he's summoning Pinhead in the Cenobites. And you get the sense mm-hmm. that he's, he's doing this because he's got a plan. He's going to try and destroy them somehow or mm-hmm. something or whatever. Yeah. Um, the exact the robot reason, explodes. Yes. The reason why what he's going to do works, I mean, I don't think the movie ever really explains it, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> there was some mumbo-jumbo at one point about something with light, but I, I, <laughs> we'll, sure. we'll get to it. Uh, but of course, they, they capture him, and they're like, hey, you, you went nuts and took over your own spaceship. You know, mm-hmm. you have to explain yourself. And he's like, well, there's an ancient thing in my family. It goes all the way back to the 17th century. <laughs> Uh, so this is this. Uh, East New Hampshire, born and raised on the playground. The toy maker spent most of his days. Uh, so it goes back and it introduces two key things. It introduces the toy maker, who's the same actor as this guy in the future, who's got a, a fiance or a wife or whatever, and he's just finished making the box. We see him sort of finish making the box. And this was a commission. Someone hired him to make this. Mm-hmm. And then we get to meet who hired him. And we get this, like, pompous, evil old man who's all kind of disgusting. And then Adam Scott with this horrible haircut who <laughs> lured this young woman who to they then kill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they hook up with chains. And I'm like, wait, is this going to be like the first Cenobite? Are they going to make like a, the original mm-hmm. Cenobite? Is it, or was Pinhead the first one? I can't remember. I don't remember how this worked. It's been a while, but basically they summon a demon from hell and it turns out to be the, to be the princess of hell, Angelique, who apparently, as they explain it here, if you summon a demon, the demons is, your, is yours to control unless you get in the way of hell. If you if you, if you you stop the, the process of hell or get in the path of hell, <laughs> it breaks the, the, the control spell. And this is important sure. because that's really frustrating me, right? So they've got this demon at their behest and the entire time, by the way, the toy maker is watching from the window because he wanted to see what they were doing with the box. And this kind of like turns the box into the proper, like, like, and I don't even get the logic of this. What he, the, the toy maker like built a puzzle box and now it's just a <sighs> conduit to hell. Well, there's, I mean, there's no like explanation for anything. Like, no. like how does this, this Duke and his young ward, I, I guess, like, how do they know all this stuff? Like, you know, uh, like, like they, I don't know, I, I guess they, they must be into like the occult or something, but I mean, can just anyone make this box? Like, I always assumed the box was kind of special, but. I mean, if oh. you have, like, the blueprints, <laughs> can you come up with it? I mean, later in the movie, they kind of imply that it is special because his descendants are so important. Like, they're this family line. Yeah. Like, they're all so important to, like, the box and opening gateways. Like, it has to be them that builds it. So, I, I guess it's kind of saying the toy maker is kind of a chosen one, in, in a sense. <laughs> oh, I okay. Um, 
I'm not trying to do a reference <laughs> to the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. I'm just, you know, sure. using the phrase chosen one because there's nothing else for it. I, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. So the, the toy maker wants to try and steal the box to, to stop all this from happening because he's horrified. He tries to tell his, like, his mortician friend uh, and he's like, ah, don't be preposterous. Like, you know, we are in the 17th century, you know, or the 18th century. How, how dare you? And he, he tries to steal the box and he comes across Angelique and Adam Scott just having sex and the old man's just kind of dying. <laughs> yeah. uh, which, by the way, if you're used and- to Adam Scott from like Parts and Rec and like other nice things, like you're not going to like him in this movie. He's such a disgusting little weasel. Yeah, and, and honestly, like I... <clears throat> Like I, I do like Adam Scott, and I think he is, um, yeah, like a entertaining, char- charismatic actor to watch usually. But um, I don't think he he's doing a great job here, and you know, I, I don't necessarily blame him. I mean, maybe he was young and you know wasn't as uh, refined yet or something. But uh, I don't know if that's on him or the director. But I don't think he does a great performance. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. He, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll uh, echo that for everyone in the movie as well. True. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's a very fair point. But uh, he gets caught and 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 killed. But his wife's already pregnant. This is the thing. So so the bloodline's continuing yeah. even though he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut ahead to the nineties, to the present day of nineteen ninety six, and the the present day toy maker is the architect who built built the building that is on top of the the, the box, right? Mm-hmm. and from the, from the end of the third movie so i was surprised they tied it in and he's got a son who's playing with connects which made me kind of really nostalgic because i was like oh yeah i remember connects <laughs> yeah and i know you shouldn't uh make fun of kids but man i hate this kid why shouldn't you make fun of kids <laughs> they're awful i mean <laughs> i mean like, like you know probably want to go a little easier on uh you know, kids, uh, especially when they're in like you know big franchises and stuff, you don't want to like you know, <laughs> attack them online. But uh, yeah, this kid really annoys me. I'm pretty sure it's the same kid that was in uh, the Shining, um, the uh, obviously the you know the mini series that came out. Oh yeah, the sure. Movie, <laughs> uh, but I I really did not like him in, in that. Uh, at least he doesn't have a super huge role in this. But did did you recognize the architect's wife? Uh, no. That was the female lead from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> okay. I, I, I didn't place where she was from, but I knew I knew, I knew her from oh. something. I was like, oh, who is this? I recognize her. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was cool. Nightmare on <laughs> Elm Street 2. Uh, now, I, I, my, I do have a question, though. Like, um, what the hell is this building? Like, I didn't understand. It's like, all right, is this like a home or an office building? or like a like a business like it seems like so weird like at one point it's like all right yeah this is their home this is where they live but then it also seems like they're going up to like have board meetings and <laughs> stuff there uh but I, I was very confused as to what the hell this place is these are very good questions tim <laughs> these are very good questions what <laughs> questions that i cannot really answer unfortunately okay. <laughs> I, I, I this is the thing we don't really get to spend a lot of time with the architect we just kind of like mm-hmm. get glimpses of him with his family and he's having these nightmares about the box and whatnot and yep. we get a lot of time here where angelique's kind of on her own like killing random dude like she kills like a random dude uh to open she a... already killed adam scott or oh yeah I, 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 yeah i glossed over that you're right so this was so bizarre to me right adam scott is introduced in the opening of this movie and it turns out that having like a demon under his control makes him immortal. So he's still yep. alive in 1996, uh, with with even worse hair than he had in the previous time period, <laughs> might I add. And he's he's with Angelique, and basically he acts. He basically tries to stop her from doing something, and it's like, okay that broke the curse then because he stood in the way the path of hell, right? So yeah. she then like kills him. She guts him and kills him right there and then. And all I could think was, wait. He avoided making this mistake for 200 years. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like so pointless. Like, why even have this character when they, they like, literally do nothing? Like, uh, it, it seems just, like such a big setup that he's going to be, yeah, like, uh, the one controlling her. And then it's like, as soon as you do the time jump, it's like he's gone. Yeah, uh, like, maybe if you'd just done this before the time jump, it wouldn't have felt so weird, but... You had him survive yeah. all this time just to be killed off immediately. Like, why? Yeah. 
so weird, so stupid. Anyway, uh, so and like the and like you said too, like the way that they do it, like it's not like he does this big thing or whatever. It's literally just her like being like, oh, "I'm gonna go like talk to this guy," and he's like, "No, nah, you shouldn't do that." And she's like, "Oh, guess what? You broke. <laughs> you stood in hell's way." It's like okay, like all right, like you can at least come up with like a more clever way around it or something i don't know yeah it just it made, it made everything feel stupid it made, it made the whole rule feel mm-hmm. stupid it made him feel stupid that he just did this after 200 years of not doing it uh yeah. so yeah angelique sort of watching this present because uh the architect's making a presentation and she she ends up like targeting this guy she kind of like flirts with him and lures him into mm-hmm. the basement uh which honestly there should be a lot of red flags for this guy here but he's just he's really he's really looking forward to the sex so he, he, he just <laughs> he lets a lot slide and yeah. She ends up using him. Uh, she punches a hole in the concrete pillar, which has the box in it, the the, the, the configurations inside it, and then yeah. she uses it to she uses him to open it to open a gateway to hell. And Pithead comes out, and this is where they're, they're talking like they're old like friends, like oh how's hell these days? Oh it's different <laughs> from when you left, uh, Princess. And I'm like, how does Pithead even know who she is? Because she's been going yeah. out of hell since before he got there. But so many logic yeah. questions. Yeah, no, that's uh, actually, like, a, a good point. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, like, because uh, when we see Pinhead's origin, he was, like, a, a soldier from... I uh, forget if they said exactly which war, but, you know, you gotta imagine it's, like, somewhere, you know, in the 1900s or whatever. Yeah, it was uh, later. It was, it was World War One, maybe. Maybe yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he wouldn't have known <laughs> this person that was in the... in there, whatever, the 18th century before. Yeah. So really, really weird logic there, and there's a couple mm-hmm. of scenes of of like them like just having these re- really weird villain dialogue scenes where they're <laughs> talking about their plans. And mm-hmm. I was informed by chat uh, again. I didn't really get this from the story, mm-hmm. but she wants Pinhead to be trapped inside the building because it's a big element configuration. Because mm-hmm. then she can go back to hell without becoming a cenobite. That was was the gist of it. Like. Basically, okay. <laughs> she wants to be able to go back to hell without becoming a Cenobite. Mm-hmm. Uh, which ultimately does happen. Like, you know, Pinhead does make her a Cenobite. That happens kind of at the end of the 90s section of the movie. But, uh, you know, we, we have... the the so, so there's a couple of scenes with the architect where he's having dreams. He, he agrees to, you know, talk to An- uh, Angelique. And Angelique's like, uh, you know, wanting, his, wanting him as a client. And immediately he, he is like he's like obsessed immediately but there's no like build up to it where when she calls him in the middle of the night to like come and see him he just kind of does it and doesn't really understand like because we see him like she's like whispering into his ear randomly in one scene we don't, there's no like set up for it it just cuts to them th- th- together and she's like whispering in his ear mm-hmm. and I don't know like the whole thing just feels really uh, haphazard because as he's having these nightmares we cut to this random like pair of security guards who are twins and they're in the building, and they're sneaking around, and they hear some noises, so that they... There's a lot of, like... It's really drawn out. There's a lot of, like, bad comedy of them, like, bickering with each other. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, it's true. They have a really weird conversation about, like, they're asking each other if they would have sex with, like, a woman that used to be a man. Oh, and, yeah, that's, um, that's the nut age well, this conversation. It, it didn't age well, but on the one hand, I will give them, like some credit that they did seem more open to it than i feel like a lot of other movies would play that off as being like you know like they would probably act like it's gross or something but i i i guess credit to them where like the guy is open <laughs> to that <laughs> like, oh yeah it could have been worse i suppose yes it could have been but worse. but it is it is like such a weird conversation to throw in this movie though <laughs> especially i think like for that time but yeah, so so they essentially come across, they stumble into the secret meeting between Angelique and Pinhead. Oh wait, also sorry, one, one thing. <laughs> yes. It's just weird that they're twin security guards. I know, <laughs> like, I know. They got like, the same job. Like, they got hired yeah. together. <laughs> like, uh, did they like, uh, was it like one opening, but they just both showed up? So the guy was like, uh, okay, I can't just hire one of you. <laughs> Yeah, or did they even actually both get a job? Did did, did they basically just yeah. keep, keep swapping and then they just got two uniforms so they could both be on the job yeah. together? I don't know. That's kind of weird. Hey, maybe maybe they take it. Maybe they give him a discount. They're like, hey, you don't have to pay us two full sure. wages. You can give us both two thirds of a wage, and you get like two yeah. for a discount. I don't know. Maybe they do something like that. But 
the uh yeah so they sublighted pinhead and uh angelique and pinhead basically kills them and turns them into a cenobite by bolting them together uh he has like these masks as well that he puts on like so they have like half a mask which kind of like crushes that part of their face and then he has like big bolts coming from the cell i mean this is kind of a fun kill to be honest like if i'm going to give compliments where compliments are due the actual gore of the, the kill is is fun in a wacky way I do agree, like, it is fun and there is, like, some cool special effects with it, but when I was watching it, I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Because <laughs> the way it, it keeps cutting and doing, like, weird stuff, it's like, I, I don't know, I was just kind of confused. Uh, like, on like on a, you know, broad sense, I understand that, like, he's, you know, combining them, but just uh, the mechanics of it, because then when you see him, it's like, they have this like weird twisty face with like kind of like a bolt going around it, and I'm just like, I don't know yeah, what are the logistics the, of this. There's like a cylinder in the middle that he kind of like turns and it kind of like you know yeah. uh, corks their skin like in a corkscrew together. Yeah, uh, it's like I, I I guess interesting idea, but it still just confu- confuses me. And then like later when they kill someone, uh, I, I was confused as like to how their powers or body or whatever works. No, but, I mean, I didn't think this one, this part was that confusing. I did think the kill later was, though, or at least it was disappointing because it, it felt like they split apart so they could then fuse someone in between the two of them. And I yeah. was disappointed that when they do that later on, there's not like a wide shot at the end showing what it looks like now with all three of them. It, it kind of, you see right, all the, yeah, the small yeah. parts of it, but you don't see the big shot of like, <laughs> oh, this is what it looks like with the third person in the middle. I wanted to see that. I yeah. was like, show me that. I want to see this. Yeah. Crazy concept. But uh, yeah, so. You know, so we do get, yeah, that's like one of the, the new Cenobites. Angelique's kind of the other one. Because uh, basically from this point on, it very immediately like turns to Pinhead kidnapping the architect's son. Mm-hmm. And Pinhead wants a permanent portal open to unleash hell on Earth. Uh, Angelique wants him trapped so that she doesn't have to become a Cenobite. But Pinhead kind of figures this out. So there's a lot of drawing around. Uh, the mom kind of is chasing around the building looking for her son. And she's running from, because uh, Pinhead's got his like demon dog. Uh, yeah. Which uh, there's also there's a lot of rhyme from the demon dog. She kind of like fights back against it at one point, and but ultimately, essentially, what what it boils down to is that the architect gets killed right in front of his son, and Angelique gets taken and turned into a, a cenobite. But then, like, okay, but it's all kind of over then because the architect's dead. Mm-hmm. So now the son continues the bloodline, and that's kind of the end of the ninety section, right? So just like the name of the movie. <laughs> moving on so <laughs> then, then it goes back to the the, the, the future stuff with with the, the space station it's like no that, that's this descendant of the architect and the toy maker he wants to he, he was trying to like bring them out so he could finally end this once and for all and kill or trap pinhead and all the rest of them now do you think the has he been telling this story in real time like the amount it's taken us to watch this has that been how long <laughs> he's been talking you have to assume it didn't otherwise this is ridiculous but okay. then again this movie's ridiculous so <laughs> what, what you know what, what else would it be so yeah I, again i want to make it very clear that the the reasons why angelique was doing what she was doing and what why pinhead was doing what he's, he was doing is not really that clear in the movie it's kind of additional reading that told me exactly what they were pl- trying to do <clears throat> i want to make that yeah, very like, clear yeah i, I didn't really know uh, anything about their motivations until like I read Wikipedia and I was like, oh, that's what they wanted. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So from there, uh, it becomes you know colonial marines are being hunted down by Cenobites. You know, hell, you know, pinheads walking around the station, killing. You know, Cenobites are killing the, the marines. They have no chance in hell. And the sad part is, is if they'd actually spend time, if this was the whole movie and they spent time building the marines, maybe this could be fun and goofy and and you know, totally. okay, right, we get so. Pinhead and the other Cenobites are killing them in wacky ways. And we do get the, you know, the the, the twins kind of, like, crushing the one. Uh, and there's some mm. other okay kills. There's no, nothing amazing. They're kind of, some of them are off camera or whatever. But there is a little bit of gore here and there. The demon dog's running around. So, mm. it's an okay time. Like, honestly, the ending of this movie is actually kind of a fun idea. It's not really executed in a fun way. I don't really care about it as it's happening. But the whole yeah. c- conclusion of the movie is that this space station is actually a folded out uh, giant lament configuration <laughs> that then once he has Pinhead trapped, like they, they escape in the shuttle and by the time that this happens, all the Marines are dead except one. It's just Rimmer, the, I guess it's kind of his love interest for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, 
and and you know toy maker descendant and they're on a shuttle and basically the space station folds in to create a giant lament configuration box in space and then the light inside it like traps uh pinhead and then it explodes and that's it i guess technically pinhead's dead so i i guess like another thing i was reading about which i did not get from the movie but i think they're trying to say that there's another box they're trying to create it was like the elysium configuration or something that's yes. supposed to like battle but like i i mean i don't know if i missed that in the movie i didn't understand no, that I, until I, I read about it later <laughs> i think technically what this the space station is at the end is the elysium box or the elysium configuration yeah. but i mean i didn't get that from the story either like it, yeah. like so yeah he's, he's created an alternate box that kills or traps pinhead rather than opens a portal to hell i guess but yeah. nothing in the movie really explains this it, like it's, it's so, so much of the detail has just been stripped away that I, i'm not convinced it would be any good but at least it would make sense Sure. I mean, I think some of these ideas are interesting. And I mean, I don't know, again, with this, yeah, like with this specific movie and director and everything, I don't know if it would have been good either. But uh, like when you talk about some of these ideas, they sound crazy enough that I can see them like eh, it could be kind of cool or interesting at least. But I mean, I was laughing yeah. maniacally as I realized what the space station was doing. See, when it started like, folding in, I was like, oh shit, it's a box. Like, I, yeah. I, I did think it was really funny. So, I mean, that's worth yeah. something. But I, I just, no, I mean, because some of these scenes aren't reshot. Some of these scenes are the original scenes. So I'm convinced that the, the, the movie, even untouched, would have been probably really bad. But yeah, it, it may have, it would have made more sense at the very least. And I think I'd have still been annoyed that the whole thing wasn't uh, in space. That said, Maybe, though, it would have been more surprising, though, because imagine you start this movie, it's in the past, and then it comes to present day, and then you assume at that point, oh, well, this is the movie then, so this is the main part of the movies in, in 1996, this is going to be the whole thing. Imagine you're surprised when you got to that two-third <laughs> mark, and it jumped forward to, you know, 2155, well, I don't know what year it is, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know if it told it, me. It was 21-something, it, was it, it? Yeah. Uh, 2187, maybe? <laughs> But imagine you're surprised in the, in the theater if you went to see this when it came out and it, it played out in order. So you got to this point yeah. in the movie where it jumped ahead to the future in a space station. You either <laughs> lost my shit. That would have been a great surprise. Yeah, like I would have at least given it credit for like, you know, swinging for the fences. Yeah, I mean, um, I say great surprise because it would have been like a ballsy, like stupid thing, not because it would be a good idea necessarily, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I think all the jumping around, um, I, I get what they're doing. It's kind of interesting. Uh, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like it just ends up like making everything feel so like, kind of like, you know, haphazard and like, uh, the, like, I feel like I don't get any time to really care about any characters, you know, since we're, you know, spending like not that much time with them and, you know, jump, jumping around and stuff. Yeah, like, there, I, I really there, don't care about these people. There's a, there's a point where Pinhead says to the architect, you've been plotting with Angelique. And I'm like, he's literally had two scenes with her. We've yeah. seen him with her twice. We've seen him the first time they met and then the whisper in the ear scene. That is the only two times we've seen her her and him together in the same scene. So, so much of it feels underdeveloped. Like, I mean, that, this architect character, it feels like in theory he's supposed to be the main protagonist of the movie. But by the time he dies, I was like, I feel like I barely got to know him. I had there was only a handful of right. scenes with him, really. It, it spent yeah. more time with Pinhead and uh, Angelique, and not in a way that made sense or felt like they were the protagonists, either yeah. or, you know. Which may have been interesting. What if Angelique was the true protagonist? That may have been an interesting idea. Yeah, and, and I think that's what the original script was probably, you know, had a lot more of. Um... But yeah, I, I, I think, mean, yeah. Uh, if that, if that was the original <laughs> idea, is that the protagonist of the movie is literally someone else from hell who's trying to beat Pinhead? That's an interesting concept. Yeah, totally. on its own, like that's an interesting concept. Yeah, and I think the problem though, like you know, the studio sees, hey, no, like you know, Pinhead is the face of this franchise. Like he can't be, you know, second stringer. That you know, I gotta insert him more. Um, and you know, also I feel like. Pinhead is not looking as good <laughs> as he did in those other movies. I think I feel like he looked a little off <laughs> in this. I think that's fair. Uh, the 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 I mean the budget. I mean the space station looked cheap as shit. The 
Yeah. Everything felt really cheap in this movie. So yeah, the makeup on Pinhead being more deteriorated isn't honestly a surprise. In fact, there was one of the pins in his chin that were kind of annoying me because it felt like they were. Yeah. It was kind of. It was kind of <laughs> sticking to the side rather than going straight out. It was. Fucking me. It like. <clears throat> it kind of looks like um. Uh, like when you look at it, like you should be kind of horrified because it's like, oh man, these there are these like pins driven into this person. But like when I look at it, him in this movie, yeah, you kind of want to like. Just touch it with your finger, you know, kind of like you know, do like a little bonk on it or something. Yeah. Um. Actually, I actually that reminds me though. I I think it's with the twin security guards. Uh, like when they there's a character in this that when they first see him, like the first thing they say is he's got pins in his face, <laughs> which is like. Oh no! Actually, I'll, I'll correct you slightly. Okay. Because it was even worse. He goes, he's got pins in his head. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, very good, very good. The director just said his name, just the, you yeah. know, backwards. But it, it's also like, uh, you you see this like crazy thing going on, and it's like even without the pins, he's like a a weird, freaky looking thing. But like, I I just like that they're so focused on like the pins. That's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weird dominatrix outfit and the the yeah. the, the blades hanging from his like. And like uh, the, waste yeah yeah and the like stream of blood like coming down his nipples like sure whatever his <laughs> black soulless eyes like all right yeah but yeah it's just just depends he's, he's a pinhead <laughs> that's his titular thing and it's, well, it's that problem of like characters becoming caricatures of what they you know it's like okay they, they, they were good in their the role that they started off in but then you know freddie becomes this jokey character uh right. you know pinhead becomes this michael myers like just turns into another jason and i love jason that's not a complaint but like you you have kind of this problem with the franchises that keep going and you know hellraiser again like you know really should have been a one and done but they wanted more yeah. and now there's 10 of the bloody things and we got another <laughs> movie in the works it's a tv show in the works uh so if you want regular tv reviewed content from tim i mean you're probably going to get some of it <laughs> soon because we got a chucky tv show and a hellraiser tv show which are both yeah. are both going to be tim but they, they, tim's subbing in <laughs> to talk about those Oh no, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, whenever they they happen to drop, I mean that Chucky one must be close now because he's been wanting that for ages. But yeah, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, Hellraiser Four is is a mess. It's definitely an interesting mess because it's so wacky with its ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I am I am fascinated and terrified of where <laughs> this franchise is going. And yeah. Uh, you, yeah, uh, what else I mean, is there to say? Even, I mean, even stuff as you know, uh, like obvious, like weird studio interference and and stuff like that aside, uh, it's not like there's that many like cool kills or anything in the movie. Like, if you're gonna do something that's like cheesy and dumb, like at least kind of pack it with, mm. you know, like uh, special effects and kills and stuff that you can kind of, you know, get behind and have fun with, you know, versus, you know, something like this <laughs> where. Yeah, there's not. Uh, I I guess there is like you know some fun and stuff and some stuff that's like so bad it's you know laughable, but it's not like a like a treat, you know, like other maybe bad movies are. It's kind of this the saw problem in a way, and that they wanted sure. to have such an insane plot, but it just kind of detracts from the the simple goofy fun that may have been had otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite as twisty and turny. So don't get me wrong. It's not like you know, compare this to Saw Four. It's no competition, but right. it, it's kind of the same thing where they really wanted to have this this big plot of like you know this descendants of the the, the family line and all the rest, mm-hmm. or the bloodline, if you I suppose to be accurate to the title. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I would be down with like a a Saw movie that opens up in space and then you know, cuts to like some 18th century version of Jigsaw. Honestly, a space station that Jigsaw designed does sound like a fun movie, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would like if, because uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons why um, I really don't like the Saw franchise is it feels like it takes itself so seriously. Like, mm-hmm. if they wanted to get goofy with it and, like, yeah, start doing shit in space or, or whatever, like, I don't know. I, I, I might become a, a Saw fan, but hey, yeah, just, I don't really see him doing that. We were supposed to have uh, Saw, what, nine last month? That was... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we got the Book of Saw, or was it Spiral? Spiral from the Book of Saw, Spiral I believe. Spiral from the Book of Saw is the full title. <laughs> so we got that going for us. 
Uh, but here, yeah, so we're working on, uh, on Hellraiser here. So I, I guess we have to rate this, uh, this, let's be honest, it's a bit of a train wreck. Yeah. <clears throat> what are you giving it? Uh, I, I desperately want to give it a four because <laughs> I, I do like when the, you know, uh, number of the franchise matches, uh, the <laughs> score. Um, but I don't think I can go that high, uh, but I'm going to go just one one notch lower i'm gonna give it a 3.5 uh, you know it's very clearly a mess and bad but i think um at the very least it is interesting and trying to do things and still has like you know uh you know somewhat uh of a plot with ideas versus uh where i think the other movies are gonna go like you know you gotta give the franchise some room to go down because I, I feel like the uh uh it's it's gonna be even more downhill uh from where we go from here but um yeah it, it's a shame because I, I don't think this would ever be a great movie but i think uh at least we could have more of a decent interesting movie uh but uh, I, I do wonder uh at some point if they will release like you know similar like what they did you know with halloween when they released the box set and it had like the producer's cut uh, of six or something like i wonder if at any point we'll get like a collection or something and maybe uh we'll have the director's cut i don't know but maybe one stands, day not good <laughs> release the year cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna go with a straight three um it's i i think you know it gets the three because you know i don't hate the new cenobite designs and you know the, cre the creation of the twins well random was relatively fun and uh you know it is ballsy i did laugh a lot at the ending and yeah at least it is trying something i suppose even if it's a complete mess in yeah. the end uh plus there has to be room for lore because i've got a funny feeling <laughs> these are yeah. going to get worse and um, we're going to be in that howling territory of everything trying <laughs> to top itself and how bad it is but oh, yes. <laughs> that is uh that is hellraiser for bloodline uh tim you're going to do your pose for the for okay. the thumb here so wait, count the three, two, one. You're going to pause. So here we go. Three, two, mm. one. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you thinking about like what the movie is when you're doing this? Like, if your pause relates to how you feel about the movie in any way? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so of course you can uh, let us know what you think. Uh, if you had, did make it to the end here, if you made it to this part of the the, the, the review, please do let us know with the word. Toy maker, toy maker. In, in the comments. <laughs> Put in the word toy maker if you've been it this far in the video. Uh, but yeah, so you can of course like and subscribe. Liking is very important as well. Let's YouTube know that we're worth recommending to other people. Uh, you can of course uh, get us on the Twitter's at Streams Midnight, and we did mention earlier, of course, patreoncom TV if you want to support us for as little as a dollar per month. So go do all those things. That's all cool. We'll be back with Hellraiser Inferno, and usually I can't tell you when we're going to do this, but because we've got this kind of roughly planned. Uh, for for once, uh, we can tell you that the next Hellraiser will be in October, during the Octoberthon. Uh, as will there be another Friday the Thirteenth, another Nightmare on Elm Street, the final Scream movie, at least so far, and also the next <laughs> Leprechaun movie are all going to happen in October. So look forward Ooh. to that. But that has uh, been Hellraiser for Bloodline. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we'll see you next time.